0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And tonight we have Dave Janis back on the show. He was on the show last Monday and we're going to be continuing what we left off there. Uh, We're kind of doing a 10 team live mock draft and we're just going to kind of go ahead and just kind of have like a group think discussion for each pick and try to get as many thoughts on these players that we can. I think rounds 5 through 8 are maybe the most important rounds. These are the rounds that can, you know, make or make or break your draft. So you kind of want to make sure you're landing in good positions and just avoiding some of these these busts that, you know, seem to kind of derail your entire season. So we're going to try to pick up here where we left off. We're on the screen share here and it looks like we started round 5 with Odell Beckham. Uh, yeah, but- we kind
1: of we kind of have an interesting uh, setup here because we took an entire week off between rounds four and five. And so now we kind of have to adjust to new news as it broke. Uh, we, we didn't have Leonard Fournette on the board yet, uh, so we don't have to deal with anything like that. But I don't know. Is there anything jumping out to you that we need to, I guess, adjust for go- moving forward?
0: Yeah, let's just start at the top. Have you did you hear about Alvin Kamara today?
1: uh jesse had texted texted something about that he is threatening a holdout now but i also saw some kind of like practice injury
0: yeah i don't know if it's if it's some kind of minor injury that they're just listing as that's why he's gone it seems contract related but i mean at the moment right now i'm i if say you you draft tomorrow night so like yeah do you know what pick you have yet did you guys get that figured out
1: yeah i am pick number 10
0: Pick number ten. Okay, so you don't have to worry about Kamara. Maybe somehow Kamara yeah. comes there, and you're just like, oh god. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: I might take a, a late flyer on Latavius Murray or something, but
0: sure, sure. And then uh, there's also the you know the possibility that they do sign a guy like Leonard Fournette or something crazy. Um, That'd be wild. <laughs> so uh, if you're sitting in the top five, I think I'm not taking Alvin Kamara in the top five. I'm looking towards, just give me Michael Thomas, give me Derrick Henry. Yep. Even Dalvin Cook is such a question mark right now. Yeah. We got Kamara, Cook, and uh, I guess Leonard Fournette. These are the big question marks. And then you got injuries to players like Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess even Kenyon Drake's kind of hanging around in a walking boot. So yeah, it's all- precautionary can-
1: walking boot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everyone was loving these running backs. And all of a sudden, it just seems like we're kind of pulling away from them. Um, so I think that, you know. But it still feels
1: like you need
0: to have some of them
1: You need as- to come as early as
0: possible. You need to come away with at least one of them. And the team that like, like this team six that we got here with Derrick Henry and Miles Sanders, he's mitigating his risk uh, with a guy like Sanders round two, because he's got a locked in RB one and Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, same thing with this Joe Mixon, Clyde Edwards stack. It looks like that guy's kind of hedging his bets and uh, he's going to roll with Joe Mixon if he gets him. If not, he'll figure it out. But uh, same thing with the Kenyan Drake, Ezekiel Elliott team. You know, you're kind of taking a risky player, but you're locking him in with the player that you know is going to be there. And produce. Yeah. So I think that's kind of how I prefer it. I've been taking two quarterback or two running backs to start. And I kind of like pairing the, the guys that have a question. I kind of like pairing them with the guy that I know is rock solid. So, mm-hmm. um, but I guess with that said, we'll start with uh, team two here. We, he's got Saquon Barkley, Chris Godwin, George Kittle, AJ Brown. He's only got the one running back. Are we interested in, in Todd Gurley on the board, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson. We should probably get rid of Jonathan Taylor pretty soon.
1: Yeah. Um, I I don't know. And maybe, I I don't remember, is Jesse a truther on Jonathan Taylor or not?
0: He's, he's pretty much, he loves Jonathan Taylor. Then there's some, there's a coach quote today from Frank Reich talking that Marlon Mack is kind of our, our starter, but it's more of like a ceremonial thing. I think, uh, they're going to start Mack, but as soon as Taylor rips off like a 40 or 50 yard run, I would bet that they're going to start riding the hot hand. Um, See, so, I'm
1: trying to call my shot in that league with Jesse, and I have na- named my team Hindsight 2020. I'm going uh, in on Naeem Hines, and I'm okay. going try to try to just ignore all the Jonathan Taylor hype. So uh, he's I'm hoping be, he doesn't
0: do anything. <laughs> I think it's going to be weird. There's going to be weeks where he, he has a really good game, but then it's going to be really inconsistent on the other hand. And then he know he's not going to really have a PPR floor Um, so I think you boost Jonathan Taylor in half PPR or standard leagues. Uh, and I mean, to be honest, all the best ball leagues and stuff that I play in, I don't draft Jonathan Taylor. I'm not paying a third, fourth, or even a fifth round pick for him. Usually I, I I look elsewhere. Um, to me, I still don't really like taking a guy like Jonathan Taylor. If I do, it would be like as my RB three, you know, some guy that you can, you have a system built in place where you can wait on him. Uh, yeah, you as your RB two right away, that seems like you might have some frustrating weeks to start so the team. Year.
1: Nine might look at him or team
0: nine. Yeah, team nine, or even I mean, any of these teams with two running backs. You know, mm-hmm. these guys all kind of have systems in place uh, where they don't need him to be an RB two right away. So I kind of feel like that's where he becomes more attractive for me. Um, yeah, I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to rank him here. Like, let's talk about no. like, who, who David is Johnson. Favorite?
2: I mean, I I.
1: I'm trying to believe that he was just kind of held back by his system before and he's going to go somewhere new and return to form. That's kind of the narrative I've been uh, following with David Johnson. I don't know if you feel well, the same
2: way.
0: He's walking into a lot of touches. Carlos Hyde had over 200 and like almost 240 or something attempts, over a thousand yards. He had a good amount of touchdowns. And the thing, the difference between Carlos Hyde and David Johnson is David Johnson's best asset in football is his pass receiving work. Um, So I know Duke Johnson's there. He's going to kind of cap that. But you got to expect David Johnson to have more uh, receiving work than a guy like Carlos Hyde. And I think Carlos Carlos Hyde was like RB30 in that range somewhere last year. So it makes sense that David Johnson's got top 24 upside. And uh, as your RB2, I think he's one of those guys that I feel better as my RB3. Uh, but in this case with Saquon Barkley, you know, you're not moving Barkley. Um, so if I take David Johnson as my RB two here, I'm probably going to look for another guy that can, can compete with him um, as my three. Uh, but for me, I think I don't necessarily think I have to take a running back here. This guy could look back here uh, at these rounds and look to see if he can grab two or three guys. Um, and for me, like, for me, I'm looking at DJ or even DJ Tark, I guess, but I like Terry McLaurin and I like DK Metcalf uh, because I don't have any questions with those guys. I know they're going to get the ball and uh, yeah. I don't know. DK Metcalf, man, my, like my, my sensors are going off in my brain thinking we got a Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones-esque type player and his he's been having a really good camp and I just, I don't know. Okay. Like, that's kind of, and then like you're thinking of the receivers. This guy's already got he's got Godwin, AJ Brown, and DK Metcalf. Like to me, that just like solidifies his his starting receivers, and uh, and then he can kind of go hunting for those running backs. And even if like even so, I mean, we kind of understand that David Johnson, these Malvin Gordon, these Todd Gurley, these guys all have a good upside, but they also have a really bad downside too. Um, yep. So I guess one of my things that I draft is I I don't try to draft. With downside, I want guys that I know that I feel comfortable with. Um, so, like, if we just looked at best available real quick for running backs, like, I like if I can get uh, Kareem Hunt on the back end or makers, yeah. uh, Raheem Mostert, like, I'm looking at some of these guys, like Ronald Jones. Um, I might feel better about those guys around later. Whereas some of the receivers over here, like, maybe like we look for Tyler Boyd or Michael Gallup, uh, but I still think there's some running backs here um, that I'm interested in. So, yeah, I don't know. What do, you, what, do we, what do we go with here?
1: I I think I w- would like to see how that pans out, see what is left for them if they try to uh, wait another round for running back. So I would be totally in on DJ Shark Terry McLaurin. Um, I think, I mean, in my mind, those are higher than DK Metcalf for me just because yep. maybe it could be Tyler Lockett show.
0: Yeah, they're um, more than more the num- Shark and McLaurin are more guaranteed to be the number one. Yeah. Um, So for me, I—I mean, both the quarterback situations are less than ideal. They're both going to be on bad teams this year. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Uh, For me, I have McLaurin ranked higher in my rankings, and uh, I I just—I just—I think I tend to go with McLaurin. Um, Yeah. So let's let's just let's just put him in there.
1: Let's
0: see. We've made one
1: pick. Here
2: we go. (laughs) All right.
0: We're we're going to get it rolling here. Now that we got, because now as we start to talk about more players, it'll go. Yeah. Um, So team three, Ezekiel Elliott, Kenyon Drake, Lamar Jackson, Robert Woods. Uh, So this guy could use a receiver or he could be, you know, kind of hoarding some running backs here, whether that's to me, the two running backs that stick out that could be really worth an RB three spot is David Johnson or Todd Gurley. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think of the running backs left, I think Todd Gurley has more upside uh, than David Johnson, but he's also got the injury risk and he just hasn't looked like himself in a couple of years. Uh, I'm I'm scared of Gurley this year. Yeah, but I guess another thing too is are we interested in Zach Ertz? He's kind of the last tight end remaining here. Uh this guy doesn't have a tight end yet. I don't know if that comes into your mind with this pick.
1: Um I don't think so. I I would I would be trying to secure a, another running back or a receiver I liked um with Kenyon Drake kind of being in that precautionary boot, I might look for a little bit more insurance that I have two great starting running backs. Um, I
0: totally and agree with that one, so I guess, uh, besides to me, it's Todd Gurley, David Johnson. Do you have any other running backs that you would contemplate over those two? Uh,
1: I don't think so. Um, I'm okay that's trying that's Todd Gurley because I mean, it, unless that injury gets very serious for Drake, you'll have him for most of the season, and um then if Todd Gurley doesn't pan out, if he doesn't look like himself again, then you're still okay. But you do have a lot of upside.
0: Okay. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to putting Todd Gurley here on team three and David Johnson on team four. Yeah. Um, We kind of talked about both those teams kind of securing a a really good RB3. They don't need it, but that's where these guys look the best on your team. Yeah. I kind of don't mind just penciling in both these guys. And I still think as good as DJ Chark is, I'm beginning. I mean, I was excited about the Jaguars' offense, but all of a sudden, just something just stinks, man. They're going to probably win like two games, three games at best this year. And I mean, they're garbage.
1: they're out there making deals with beer companies just to get people to draft their quarterback.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, and I like Minshew too. Like, I play in super flex leagues, and I want to you know target him as my quarterback too, or maybe my third guy to you know to play matchups with. Yeah. But all of a sudden, man, like something just stinks about Jacksonville. And if I'm going to be looking to take a player in this range, like I'm, give me DJ or give me, give me DK Metcalf attached to Russell Wilson over DJ Chark. Um, Absolutely. So that's kind of where I'm leaning there. Um, so we knock off a couple running backs here. This guy's got some. I guess do we think? Because, um, I mean, is there another running back here that would be considered? This guy's only got one. But to me, Fournette, Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor don't really stick out.
1: Yeah, I'm, you're kind of. Is this a Zach Ertz
0: proposition here? Could be.
1: Yeah, I could. I could get behind that. So one of, I mean, I was on. I was looking. Yeah, I think Melvin Gordon is probably the safer of the sure. two for me versus Jonathan Taylor. Um, so depending on your thoughts there.
0: Uh, I would rank. I would rank Melvin Gordon ahead of Jonathan Taylor just because I know what I'm getting. They're gonna. It's gonna be a weird split with Philip Lindsay. But Melvin Gordon's a better pass catcher than Lindsey, and he's probably going to be a good bet for seven to eight touchdowns this year, which I think is what Jonathan Taylor is probably looking at too. Uh, But I just know that in a PPR league, Melvin Gordon's got more usage than Jonathan Taylor in the passing game. So I'd probably lean Melvin Gordon there. Uh, But there was something that I was looking at on Twitter, and some guy had a really good point today that said, uh, when you're looking to draft, you should be looking to close out tiers. And I think Zach Ertz is the end of this elite tight end tier. For sure. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really interested in Darren Waller. And I know if I don't get hurts, I'm not drafting a tight end for a long time. Uh, and this guy's got three really good receivers. Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. That's nothing to... Yeah. Oof, that's, that's pretty sneaky. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, so you got Austin Eckler locked in there too. So if, if we consider Eckler like an RB2, this guy could probably uh, look and see, you know, get a, maybe two or three running backs, you know, somewhere in, in these rounds. To yeah. Keep, he can
1: take some time just. Shooting a bunch of shots at running back and right. something all pan out. I like that. That's that's a good idea.
0: Okay, let's uh, let's put in Zach Ertz. And so now we're looking at Derek Henry, Miles Sanders, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen. So this guy's got the you know a nice, well balanced stack here. Um, is there pause with Miles Sanders thinking that now we need to add maybe another running back to just have in our back pocket?
1: Yeah, maybe that. I mean, that might be a good place to add another question mark. Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor.
0: Would you rather have or DK? Mark Ingram if we're
1: looking for complete safety?
0: Ooh, I like Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's kind of a stable, steady guy. Um, for me, if if it was up to me, I would probably wait and gamble to see if yeah. Mark Ingram got back on the turn. Um, but as far as uh, I guess, like tiers and just looking at the receivers available here of these receivers available, like the one that sticks out to me is Matt calf. So like I, I I would target him, uh, this guy, I don't know if we're into looking at quarterbacks, but I still think Prescott, Wilson, Murray are probably going to be coming off our board soon. Um, Yeah. And then it's still Melvin Gordon versus Jonathan Taylor, probably for me from an upside standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, so what about
1: Devontae Parker? Is he, is he in that tier with DJ Chark for you?
0: Um, Yeah, I would put, I would put uh, like Chark, Sutton and Parker kind of in the same tier as guys that are probably safe enough from a floor standpoint, but there's still a little bit of a question mark. Like we've, everyone's been wanting Devante Parker to do what he did last year for a long time. So like, there's still like an unknown, like, can he do it again? Uh, And then I did just see that he, he missed practice today or yesterday with something. It sounds like a minor injury. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I don't know if you heard about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, his mother passed away over the weekend. Oh, uh, no. So, but it looked like like he was – like, they're saying that Fitzpatrick might not start week one, but it looked like he was back at practice today. Uh, mm. So I feel better about the quarterback situation now. Uh, but I view De- uh, Devontae Parker as the 1A and Preston Williams as the 1B. So in sure. my head, like, I like Devontae Parker, but I just get – I just scoop up Preston Williams four rounds later all the time. yeah. That's kind of how I view the uh the Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup situation where I like guys, but I'll just give me the cheaper one B option uh a little bit later and I'll try to pick that up. Um so I don't know. I'm interested though, because this guy, like assuming like, do you start two receivers in your league and then the one flex? Yeah. So this player is gonna start for us every week in this spot. Mm-hmm. Um what if you had a gun to your head, what would you choose?
1: I think probably Melvin Gordon.
0: Okay. Just- and I'm totally cool with that. My- Miles Sanders has, he's, he's got a hamstring or he's got, he's got an undisclosed lower body injury right now. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know what's up with that. And then I don't yeah. know if you've seen all the injuries to the Seahawks or the Eagles offensive line. Um,
1: uh, I heard something about it, but I, I didn't keep up with it.
0: So they're starting, I think both they're starting left tackles. One of them is out for the year. Um, So they're moving their right guard out to the tackle spot. And then their other tackle hasn't practiced like in six days. And then Carson Wentz is reported to have a soft tissue injury. Uh, Jalen Reger, do you know Jalen rookie receiver? Yeah. He's out for four weeks with, uh, he did something, I think, to his shoulder uh, when he was trying Mm -hmm. to tackle somebody on an interception. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, so this whole Eagles offense is just... I mean, they've been hit the most with injuries. So I really... I'm kind of getting nervous about Sanders.
1: Year two of that team being cursed.
0: Yeah. Uh, so now, like, I'm really looking at, like, Zach Ertz as being, like, this guy's locked in. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think at this point, I'm I'm cool going Melvin Gordon here because we like the receivers later. So we could probably get this guy. Yeah. think pretty good here.
1: Yeah, I think that team would be... You know, in typical drafts, you you normally... Wait a week, see what the news is, and then draft the next round. And at this point, they'd be freaking out, yeah, want, wanting another
0: running back. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so this guy's got Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Kenny Galladay, Mark Andrews. Uh, we're kind of getting to like uh, DEFCON one with Dalvin Cook's contract situation. They just uh, yeah, you saw, but they just traded for Yannick Ngakwe from the Jacksonville Jaguars too. Uh, he was, oh. he was their, uh, he was the Jaguars' stud like pass rusher. Uh, And he kind of had some like crazy Twitter exchange with the GM uh, of the Jaguars this summer. And so he's, he's been on the chopping block all summer. So he gets moved to Minnesota. So they're going to have to give him some money. So, uh, and then today I just saw that Minnesota, they're cutting one of their projected starting tackles. That's going to try to free up some money. So I don't know if they're trying to sign cook or what's that. So, I just, I'm getting nervous about Dalvin cook. This kind of makes sense to me to just take Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And just lock that in. And then, then this guy's just going to throw his hammers at wide receiver. Probably the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, I like that. But I kind of realize that we're probably being a little bit more skittish on Jonathan Taylor than most leagues. Yeah. Uh, so he's probably going to go a lot higher than this, uh, but we'll just, we'll just kind of leave him there. Um, so now we got Devonte Adams, Tyree kill, James Connor and Chris Carson. I like this team. This feels good. This one is, yep. I love a good balance. This one's got everything. We're not taking a tight end yet. Um, is this where Dak Prescott goes? We could get a, a quarterback here. I like Prescott, but I also like, for me, in my projections, um, Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson are basically projected within two or three points of each other. I love both guys. Um, yeah. This guy's got Chris Carson, though, so he's probably not looking to take a guy like Russell Wilson. So Carson uh, Dak Prescott does make sense. I think he,
1: this team would probably play chicken with that turnaround, though. Like knowing that if he if this team valued Russell and Dak about evenly, might as well wait to see and, if one of them goes during the turn, right? And scoop the other one
0: up. And so this this guy's already got Seattle's running back Chris Carson. Is he going to be taking DK Metcalf? I don't think so.
1: No um hmm. so do we lock I mean, in a DJ chart?
0: or a Cortland sutton i don't know where you're at on sutton
1: uh truthfully i haven't really thought much about him just because he was a keeper in the in my other league so i kind of just blocked him out
0: sutton makes me nervous i'd rather have dk metcalf chark and parker over him because i mean they just if you think about last year who else were the broncos throwing the ball to It's they got been,
1: Jerry Judy.
0: It's pretty much Sutton last year. So yeah. you add in um, Jerry Judy, first round pick. They drafted another receiver in the second round, KJ Hamler, who's going to be their kind of slot receiver. But I think he's got a little bit of a hamstring, so he might be a slow roll. Uh, but okay. then they have Noah Font. Uh, and then they drafted another rookie tight end. Um, and they have some other, you know, second, third year receivers on that team. And then they also add Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. So to me, to me, it looks like they're going to be coming more to the run. And then you add in Judy competition for targets year two of the tight end Noah fans. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous uh, on Sutton at his ADP. I just want to look and see where he finished last year because I just, I, I have a tough time seeing him beat what he did last year. Yeah. Um, so in a PPR league, he was wide receiver 19. I think this is his ceiling. Um, and then I just want to show you his last few games with drew lock. Uh, so drew lock last four games of the year. He took over week 13, and you see Sutton with 23.4, which is really nice, but then 8.4, 11.9, 9.1,
2: 9.2. Yeah.
0: And then you see Was all Was these- he
1: going to you Noah know, Fant more in those last weeks? What, Where'd the targets go?
0: The targets were here, man. You see these 10 target games?
1: Oh,
2: yeah.
0: You get 10 targets, and to get only 11.9 and 9.1. I mean, he's catching less than 50% of these targets here the last three weeks. Yeah, Uh, part of me is nervous about drew lock. And I've got there's kind of like an inside scoop that I have uh, with football guys. There's um, one of the guys that does their live shows with them. His name is Cecil Lamy. He works with Denver. Uh, He he covers the team and he does radio spots for Denver. And he came on to one of the football football guys shows last week and said that uh, he has this thing called the Lassie bark, where it's like when Lassie barks and talks like you have to listen, right? yeah he's basically saying like jerry judy might be the number one receiver on this team this year yeah uh, what he's seen in camp and you think about Cortland sutton he's more of like a 50 50 kind of deep shot you know kind of you go up and get it kind of guy yep apparently the the phrase on jerry judy in camp right now is he's the best at social distancing uh (laughs) so yeah i mean
1: he can just take off all the way
0: down the field He's getting separation really quick, and it sounds like Drew Locke is understanding that, hey, I don't have to force the ball up to Cortland Sutton. I don't need to whip a a crossing thing over the middle to Noah Fant just to see if he can make a play. I'm going to look for Jerry Judy first and foremost, and if I have to make one of these plays that break down, I know I can trust Sutton and Fant. So there might be an outside shot where Jerry Judy leads the team in receptions this year. Wow. Take Jerry Judy tomorrow night. (laughs) Yeah he's uh, yeah, man, I I think rookie receivers are a really fun exercise this year, whether it's CD lamb, Jerry Judy, top two. Um, so yeah, you got to come away with probably one of those. And if you can get both, like that's pretty cool too. So, uh, with this being said to me, I think DJ Chark feels good.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: We kind of like the receiver here. Like we're covered with James Conner, and, uh, our guy Chris Carson, so now he's got a good core five here.
1: Yeah, I mean, on the turnaround, if if we don't go quarterback, maybe he would look to a Mark Ingram bring, bring in another. Yeah, Mark Ingram, someone who is definitely safe and will Just, be there in yeah. case James Connor gets injured again.
0: Yep, even even Chris Carson, Chris Carson gets injured. He's coming back off of a hip injury from last yeah. year. So with the, both those guys, I like both those guys when they're healthy. But it's really good to have that third bullet waiting. Yep. Um, so this guy, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Joe Mixon, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper. Does he need a running back right now? With uh, Joe, The whole running back situation, man, it's thrown me off. It's never been yeah. like there before.
1: So many, so many question marks of who's actually going to be there. and so, I mean, not not having uh, the full camp and the um, preseason really is difficult to see who's going to actually be highlighted. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so because of the the nature of the turn pick here, I want to make sure I take the guy that I feel the best about at, with team nine. Yeah. Um, so if for me, I'm still taking DK Metcalf and then we'll see what team 10 decides to do before I look at running back or I might even, this might be the opportunity. This guy's got Amari Cooper. He could take, If imagine if he takes DK Metcalf here and then he turns around and he's looking at stacking Dak Prescott with Cooper, or he could take Russell Wilson with DK Metcalf. I think that's. Yeah. Um, I like that. Okay, yeah, let's, let's lock in Metcalf. I don't know why it's so fun to stack like your best receiver with the quarter. Oh,
1: just feels so good, and when that happens
0: in a situation, um, in a situation, this is why I like Russell Wilson so much. And targeting either Lockett or Metcalf, it's because okay, Russell Wilson throws a touchdown. Who's catching that touchdown? It's a, like a forty percent chance it's Lockett, forty percent chance it's Metcalf. Yeah, twenty percent it's someone else. Like pretty much any any time Russell Wilson scores you know it's going to one of those guys. So if you have Tyler Lockett, you're collecting all the Russell Wilson touchdowns and you're getting anytime DK Metcalf scores, you still score. Um, So I'm really into that kind of thinking and idea. And it's the same thing with the Cowboys too. Like There's so many mouths to feed where you're going to get everything with Dak, but those double booms with Cooper are going to be really fun. Yep. So um, Team 10, Julio Jones, Josh Jacobs, Le'Veon Bell, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, are we nervous about Bell as our RB2? Do we want to secure him with a guy like Mark Ingram?
1: Um, maybe I missed something, but people seem to be less into Le'Veon Bell than they were a week ago.
0: What did I miss there? A lot. So, okay. <laughs> Adam Gase, he was previously with Miami, right? Yep. Last week, he sends the Dolphins a seventh-round pick for Caitlin Balazs. Uh okay. yeah. Plotter, I don't know if you remember him last year it is his beautiful yep. 3.0 yards per carry and just yep. passes and stuff. Um, so anyways, they get him over in New York and he fails their physical and he gets sent back. So uh it really weird situation, but I mean they have Frank Gore there and they're saying the reports out of camp are saying that Le'Veon Bell looks slow. And if you look at the pictures of Le'Veon Bell, that just looks like it's wrong. Uh, so there's like uh, a really weird. There's a really weird connection with the head coach Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell, where it, it's almost like your draft like this is what Le'Veon Bell looks like right now. Does he look slow to you? <laughs> this yeah. man feels slow. Look at this man. Jeez. So I there's there it feels like they're sabotaging Le'Veon Bell from the Jets yeah. from within. So it's it's a really weird situation. Uh, huh. I still think Le'Veon Bell's got low-end RB2 upside. Like he can be a top 20 back. He was 16th last year. Uh, so I get it, but this totally makes sense. If you wanted to pair him with a super steady guy like Mark Ingram, or even Kareem hunt, who's going to be getting some PPR work. Uh, yeah. I think that might be it. basically, if you want to target Le'Veon Bell, you're going to have a, a fallback plan uh, in your okay. game. So I, I think I'm cool with taking a, a guy like Mark Ingram here. Yeah. unless you can convince me you want another running back. Um, whether it's Kareem Hunt, it's probably the only other one I'd want. Raheem Mostert's kind of getting interesting there. Yeah, but it feels like I would. I would probably go Ingram. So then now we're up on the turn again. Uh, do does any? I'm not. I'm not looking at tight ends yet. Uh, I'm interested in Prescott, Wilson, Murray. I'm interested in a receiver here, and this would be our third receiver. Um, but I'm having trouble having one stick out more than the other. That's the yeah.
1: Who do we got? T wide Parker. Um, what are uh, you haven't mentioned Keenan Allen
0: yet? How, how are you feeling about him? That whole chargers offense, man, makes me nervous. Yeah. I like Keenan Allen. I would only feel comfortable. So basically at this point, every team has looks like two receivers. Only a couple teams have one. Uh, I think if you draft him as your wide receiver three, that will be fair, fairly priced for him. Uh, but yeah. I'm, nervous if you I mean the Kenny Galladay owner if he gets Keenan Allen and you're just leaving him out there every week that kind of makes me nervous and the whole I mean it's Tyrod Taylor they got a rookie quarterback there I mean if they start the year one in four like and they're turning to a rookie quarterback um, that could be in the range of outcomes this year uh, Keenan Allen's still a hell of a player and he's probably going to catch five or six balls every week um, so he's got a high PPR floor um, and I guess I mean at this point he might be like one of the more safer guys uh, but for me, I'd rather take a guy like Tyler Boyd or Michael Gallup. These guys have a little bit higher upsides. Uh, yeah. I mean, Cortland Sutton and Devontae Parker have a little bit higher range of outcomes than Keenan Allen. But uh, to me, he feels safe as a number three. And uh, he could be a, a bench piece you know, for you throughout the year based on how it looks.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I, I like Dak Prescott here. Um, I feel pretty good about this team. I don't know that we're trying to f- fill too many holes at this point
0: all right let's let's run it in and then we're gonna run in russell wilson here yeah weird the quarterbacks usually go in bunches yep it's like monkey see monkey do kind of thing yep so okay ice cubes yeah (laughs) so uh this team here it looks like we're about 30 minutes in so we're kind of moving along here okay we got Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, DJ Chark at receiver, James Conner, and Chris Carson at running back. This is kind of where we talked about adding another running back to this team. Um, yep. So, I mean, is it is it just Kareem Hunt? Is that just the, the easy thing to do here?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we they were hoping Mark Ingram would come back. Uh, he didn't. So, yeah, I think either Cam Akers or Kareem Hunt. Uh, I've just been hearing... Nothing but rising stories on Cam Akers.
0: Yeah, with um, their second year running back out of Memphis, his name's Daryl Henderson. He's been kind of out with a hamstring strain, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound like he's going to be able to play next week and week one. So they're walking in with Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown. So to me, Cam Akers is going to be that PPR guy. So from basically these, so it's an interesting, this is a good conversation because Kareem Hunt, super steady, PPR floor, he'll get you 10 points. Cam Akers, some weeks he might get you six points, but he's got that opportunity to get like 18 to 20 almost every week. Uh, Whether because he's going to be their pass catching back too. They have another big back called uh, named Malcolm Brown. Mm -hmm. We're not going to really see him use in the passing game. He might be a touchdown kind of older guy, Uh, but the upside's really high there with Akers. So I think I'd lean Akers here. I like this call. What
1: what about the consideration that Kareem Hunt could? Be very productive and stable, but then if anything happened to Chubb, upside skyrockets. Uh so you do have a pretty decent floor with the opportunity for just monumental production.
0: He, Kareem Hunt's kind of like one of those, you know, definitions of a lottery, you know, ticket type player where yeah. weekly. Kareem Hunt reminds me a lot of Dallas Goddard, where he's got weekly upside, like where you can start him in your lineup. And if anything happens to Nick Chubb or Zach Ertz, like we got something. Like, holy crap. Like, we got our our top 10 player at the position. Um, So, and then the other thing, too, is I I love to look at the whole offensive piece. Uh, And with Cleveland, they got the new coordinator from Minnesota as their head coach. They're going to be forcing the run. That's going to be their identity this year. They're trying to make Baker Mayfield do less. And they got two really good, good running backs. Their offensive line was massively upgraded this year. They, they got a new uh, starting tackle from Tennessee that they, they, they acquired, and then they also drafted one in the first round. So they're putting efforts into the running game. I've noticed it. And I mean, Kareem Hunt's going to have value every week. Whereas the Rams, their offensive line is one of the biggest issues with that team. And when you think about the Rams, what do we like about the Rams this year? We like Cooper Cup. We like Robert Woods. We're into the tight ends. We're into kind of Jared Goff late. Um, yeah. I think that's, to me, it's a total difference of identities where the, the Browns are going to run the ball and yeah. the teams are going to throw the ball. So I, I think I might lean Cream Hunt here for the safety and then that hidden lottery ticket upside. Yeah. I like that. If that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is a really fun concept, dude. I, I, yeah. like, I like doing this guy or that guy. Yeah. And we're not, I I don't
1: know if we, we talked about this on air last week, but this just made such a difference for you, you do all this research on individual players, but you, I, it doesn't really work out in your brain, how you feel one guy versus the other until you have to do something like this.
0: Right. This forces you to make a decision. And it's like, we're like, where we put out our little scale and you have to like, kind of put a guy up there and see, (laughs) I guess, and that guy gets raised up. Um, Yep. So it's kind of interesting. I guess you want the guys with the less, the least amount of baggage because they'll be they yep. up. Um, so it looks like, I mean, I think for running back standpoints, this guy's got Dalvin cook, Chubb and Jonathan Taylor. He's got Kenny Galladay, Mark Andrews. So he's, I mean, he's kind of pigeonholed into here to taking a wide receiver. He doesn't have, yep. to, but the receivers are on the board. Um, so who sticks out the most to you? If you want to give me two or three options and then we'll talk about those guys.
1: Um, Gallup. Uh, I don't know how you feel about Tyler Boyd. Um, I would say probably Keenan Allen, Michael Gallup, uh, or Devontae Parker.
0: Okay, so we already talked about Keenan Allen. We kind of touched on Devontae Parker. Uh, I like both those guys. So the thing with Michael Gallup is he played 14 games last year. He was over 1,100 yards, and I think he caught six or seven touchdowns. Uh, But now everyone's concerned – about the amount of passing volume and the targets in the Dallas offense, but that team threw the ball 600 times last year. There's more than enough to go around. Dak Prescott's probably gonna flirt with 5,000 passing yards this year. And I mean, the receivers are all talking about having three receivers over 1,000 yards. So that's kind of their mindset. So to wow. me, it's gonna be an all-you-can-eat buffet for this Dallas offense where everyone's gonna eat. They're all gonna, they, and they all kind of do their own separate things really well. Um, so I'm super into that. That's like, it goes, I don't know if I was talking about this with you before, but I want to invest in offenses and situations that I know are going to hit. So whether it's, okay, Kansas City, yeah, you want that offense. Lamar, you want a piece of that offense. Dallas Cowboys would be probably the next offense that you're going to want to make sure you target. Yeah. I mean, at any any point in the draft, I have no problem taking Michael Gallup. Um, but he might be a little bit more stable and not as high of an upside pick as a guy like – Devonte parker or keenan allen because those guys are the true number ones on their team so Gallup's kind of hidden in there but as your wide receiver two or three i think it's a safe play um yeah um i would i would think because of this think- guy he's got kenny galladay already he's probably looking for a more true number two so yeah. it makes sense to get a high floor guy like keenan allen or uh, another high ceiling guy like Devonte parker um Like if I'm team six, I think where I slide Gallup into my wide receiver three spot, that feels better to me. Yeah. Whereas Keenan Allen and Devontae Parker, their names hold a little bit more weight, I think. And they probably look best as your wide receiver two on draft. Um,
1: I would, I mean, I guess Parker, Parker doesn't have a stable quarterback situation either. So, um,
0: that arguments out, uh, I don't know. What's weird is all these receivers here at the top, Allen, Sutton, Parker, Hilton, Diggs, they all have a little bit of uncertainty that makes me nervous about drafting them. Where yep. if I'm being honest, I feel great about Gallup and I feel great about Tyler Boyd. I, If it's me, I'm taking Tyler Boyd or Michael Gallup over these guys.
1: Okay, sell me on Tyler Boyd. Oh, <sighs> Okay,
0: Joseph <laughs> LSU offense last year. Uh, are you familiar with his number one receiver that got drafted by the Vikings by the name of um, Jefferson? Yep. Justin Jefferson operated as the big slot receiver in that offense. Tyler Boyd is locked in to the starting slot receiver role. A.J. Green, we don't know if he's ever going to be healthy again in the rest of his career. Yeah. For that, you're looking at guys like John Ross, Auden Tate. They drafted a rookie in T. Higgins. To me, all the the bells and whistles are going off in my head, saying Tyler Boyd, probably an eighty catch, ninety catch guy, and Justin Jefferson in in the slot. Like Burrow, Burrow loves him. If I if I just go to Twitter real quick here,
1: yeah, I didn't I didn't know Burrow was uh like the slot was so strong with him.
0: Oh yeah. So uh, t- this is the quote from Burrow today on Tyler Boyd. TV is going to have a big season. I have a great connection with him, so it's nothing like crazy. But um, he from the the camp reports that I've seen is is that's. AJ Green hasn't been practicing. John Ross hasn't been practicing. The only yeah. that have been in the lineup for Joe Burrow all summer have been Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate. So, and they're they're not going to be a good team. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Then they're yeah, got a three wide receiver sets. So I just I don't see Tyler Boyd coming off the field at like all. Uh, and uh, if we if we just go back here what, and look. what uh, is his
1: ADP right now? Tyler Boyd. Is that something that you can kind of play the the ADP gamble with? Or you think if you like him, get him right now.
0: Uh, at this point, you're not picking for 12 more picks. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to just bite the bullet and then say, I'll just I'll just reevaluate and take and take I know I'm reaching here. I'll go ahead and take best player available at the next turn. And the way it looks like this guy's kind of been taking best player available the whole way. Yeah. Um, he's just been taking what falls to him. And you, you need—he needs to fill in this starting wide receiver two spot. And I don't have any problem plugging that in with the guy who I know is going to probably catch six to seven balls a game.
1: Yeah, it sounds like he's got plenty well, of work.
0: Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. I'm super excited with Tyler Boyd, and um, so my my big draft is on Sunday. He's on my list at yep. the end of the draft. He's everything about the Bengals' offense right now is coming up really good. So I don't know why this isn't. That,
1: Sometimes it does that, just uh, copy-paste the the cell from the left.
0: There we go. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Team 6, he's got Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, and Melvin Gordon. That's a pretty good backfield. Mike Evans and Adam Thielen. Uh, We we already talked about the receivers here. This is going to be his first guy on his bench, Um, right? You don't have two flexes or anything? Nope. So, at this point, do you like grabbing a really good bench player, or are you looking at a guy like Kyler Murray to just lock in another starter?
1: Um, feels a little early for
0: for Murray for Murray. Okay. Um, yeah, let's lock in the best person from your bench.
1: yeah, I would probably i mean, I would probably just try to get a we have three running backs to try to get three receivers um if if it works out that well. and mm-hmm. i mean there's there's some good names there, so that's probably where I would turn my attention unless I was looking for cam makers.
0: Oh, I keep forgetting Cam Akers, man. All right, I think I think just because we're we're probably gonna just pencil Team Five to get Cam Akers just based off need. Yeah, and then this guy, I mean, he just took a Melvin Gordon. He probably wouldn't take a fourth running back. Yeah. Um, but so now this guy's got a little bit of option here. We've talked about Allen Sutton, Parker, Michael Gallup. I mean, which one? Which one? If you had to choose your first guy on your bench, who would you who would you want to call up?
1: Um. I think probably Keenan Allen, just because if, if anything happens, you can call up call him up uh, into your starting lineup, no problem. But if that offense clicks,
0: there you go. And as far as all the other receivers on the board, he's probably the most proven commodity. Yep. Um, and he's he's just a good PPR receiver to have. And uh, if anything happens to Evans or Thielen, you're going to feel just to- totally fine. He's, his name holds the weight of, of those guys, Evans and Thielen. Yeah. Uh, to me that feels like a really good pick and then yeah, let's just run in this cam Akers pick right here For sure because uh, that guy's this guy's feeling really good look at like this is probably my favorite start so far of our t- of our the 10 teams that we got
1: and is mostert still available too he's, we gotta remember him.
0: yeah he's hanging around so th- that's what's cool about this team too. this guy's probably gonna be looking at a running back that he really likes and maybe even team one like these guys are, are gonna yep. be here with some of the running backs at the end. Um, so Team 4 has got Kamara, Aaron Jones, and David Johnson. Are, is he looking at receiver? Is he thinking about stacking DeAndre Hopkins with Kyler Murray? Does that enter his brain?
1: Um, I think – I I know the, the news today wasn't that serious, or was it today uh, that Cooper Cup kind of tweaked an ankle or something in practice? Uh, that would scare me enough just to – Lock it probably up. Probably shore up a, another receiver.
0: Okay. Are we? So we talked about the, the kind of the high risk upside of Cortland Sutton, Devonte Parker, Michael Gallup's going to be super steady. He's not, Michael Gallup's not a PPR guy, but he's going to be a guy that catches like sixty to eighty yards every week. Um, yeah. So he's going. Gonna...
1: I think this team can uh, handle a little bit more risk to go for some upside. Right.
0: So um, do, do you? Does do do buy weeks? Like really factor into your decision here because I'm looking not at Hopkins really. with a week eight. Sutton's got a week eight. I don't know if that makes your decisions for you.
1: Uh, not really. I don't pay any attention to that. If I if I, they're all on one week,
0: that's you just take I, a lot that week. A week, yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, we should probably get Cortland Sutton and Devonte Parker off the board here. Uh, if there's a gun to your head, which one are you taking first? Um,
1: probably just Devonte Parker. Just. Okay. Because I was more excited about him last season.
0: Okay, and then do he we want on
1: my championship team?
0: We want to run in another wide receiver here for Team Three, or because he's only got one, this guy, this is a starter, yeah. team guy. So he needs to really lock this pick in and secure someone safe. I don't know if there's a safe receiver. That's Gallup, but to me, I, I think it's Gallup. Yeah, because you're just locking. This guy's got a really interesting team. Because if Kenyon Drake. And Todd Gurley stay healthy, like watch out. This this team looks yeah, could compete. Uh, and it's got the Lamar Jackson hammer at the top, so I like that. And now, team two, uh, I mean, he's got a, he, need some running backs off this guy here at the turn, so he has to take a running back here. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know who sticks out between. I'm not taking Singletary, I'm not taking Swift here, we're not taking Montgomery. Uh, it's no kind of and Ronald think, Jones at this point,
1: yeah. I I don't know enough about their situations to make a decision between the two.
0: So the thing about the 49ers is they have a good defense and we know they're going to run the ball. And with Tampa Bay, um, they're going to have a much better defense. That, like this is where, this is where these guys finished last year, RB 25 and RB 26, right next to each other. So the difference is with Raheem Mostert, um, there's, both these guys are—they are, need to prove it to us. We haven't seen—we've seen glimpses, but we haven't seen a full season yet. So these guys are kind of like a leap of faith, right? Yeah. Uh, but Raheem Mostert's the best running back on this team. He's going to be the guy getting the majority of the carries. And if we go look at his game logs, it looks like about week thirteen. This is when the flip switch for the offense, and they're like, "This is our guy." So look at these yep. lines here on the right. Is this—is yeah. that enough proof for that? Hey, that—that's my RB two. I'm totally fine with that as my RB two.
1: Um, yeah, unless you're worried about Tevin Coleman. I mean, that was the big head scratcher is when do you play him versus, uh, wasn't it Brita last year?
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is Coleman and Brita kind of, they basically just like ate into each other's workload. And now that, so now, now that breed out of the picture, it sounds like Jarek McKinnon is going to be healthy and playing this year. So I think it's basically going to be the same situation for Coleman. Yeah. Um, so from a running back standpoint, and, and by all accounts, it sounds like Raheem Mostert is like, is like all the training camp reports I've read are like, this is the guy they are committing to him. He, like he's the one getting all the one the, the reps with the ones, and they're even saying that. I mean, you can see he gets the carries. He doesn't really get the targets, but it sounds like uh, there's been more effort this year to get him involved in the passing game. Okay. And if you look at his passing stats, the dude averaged 12.9 yards per catch as a running back, which is stupid yeah max a good running back will average seven to eight yards per catch um wow. the fact that he had two touchdowns receiving on 14 receptions uh I mean this is a playmaker I mean look at his yep. yards per carry he's out he's old he's never had a season under five yards per carry uh yeah. get this guy the ball in space and I just think he's a playmaker uh and then I guess with the way our draft is set up like he could go ahead and take a guy like Raheem Mostert and then if there's another running back that he likes but well, we're probably taking one for team one yeah But for me, I think Mostert makes sense. I think Raheem Mostert is, I think he's locked into an RB2 value. And if you kind of just understand that, um, if you just look at his numbers when he kind of became a starter, I mean, the dude scored every single week except one. Yeah. Their defense is going to be good. It's going to keep every game. And their receivers are just completely dinged up right now. This is a team that's going to get him. Uh, and then he's even productive just on 10 touches a game. Imagine if they get him, you know, up to 14 to 19 carries per game. I think that's when you're going to start to see some really good numbers.
1: Yeah. What is uh, Ronald Jones's share of the
0: offense? So he's
1: sharing the backfield with
0: it's going to be a, it's Ronald Jones and the Tampa Bay running back is probably the biggest question mark uh, of all the running backfields this year, because, Uh, There's even rumor that they might sign Leonard Fournette tomorrow, like which would. Oh yeah. um, So anyways, you got Ronald Jones at top. They're going to mix in LaShawn McCoy. They do have dare Ogunbowale who caught like 30 or 40 passes last year. And then they are running back Keyshawn Vaughn, but the head coach is already saying Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. He'll compete on us with special teams this year. So he's basically ruling him out of the offensive workload. Uh, So you're looking at Ronald Jones being, pretty much the feature back. Like it sounds like they're gonna give him every opportunity to contribute in the running and the passing game. Um, they had a scrimmage the other day in Tampa Bay stadium and Tom Brady led like a 98 yard drive that was capped off by uh, a Ronald Jones rushing touchdown. I don't think that's <laughs> crazy for us to hear very often this year where yeah, you have this really, really efficient offense. And when they get, I mean, just think about Tampa Bay. If it's first and goal on the five, you got Evans out wide. You got Godwin in the slot. You got probably Gronk out at OJ Howard, and yep. you're like, "What do you do as a defense? You you have to give those guys attention." And Ronald Jones just gets the ball and just kind of just falls. Yeah. In. So, oh, man, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm trying to keep my expectations down for Ronald Jones, but I'm I'm seeing the light with Ronald Jones. Yeah.
1: Makes- I mean, you have to imagine that Tom Brady's going to. Put go that, out and try to break all the passing records so yeah. you can't really expect them to completely lean on the running game but I, I think for someone who can make those big plays that's the perfect
0: i don't know so consider that spot. ronald jones somehow finished rb25 last year and basically like a he was basically in a timeshare like he he saw 30 something percent, percent of the snaps so, like, they just completely mixed the running backs at basically the same rate. And by all yeah. accounts right now, it sounds like like he's going to get – so he had 172 carries last year. He's getting over 200 this year, and he was the RB25 last year. Yeah. So to me, this is his floor. And then when you add this in, we've already talked about how do you cover them at the five-yard line. But think about what Jameis Winston did to this team last year and the situations he put them in. Can't, they were not a winning team. Tampa yeah. can win upwards of 10 11 maybe 12 games this year so their entire game scripts are going to be flipped where instead of trailing and coming from behind and winston you know throwing picks to just keep them in <laughs> back mode this team's going to be set up ahead of other teams yeah where they're going to have to keep the run game on schedule and then if the run game's on track tom brady's is going to be wheeling and dealing yeah Tampa Bay offense this is another thing too we talked about chiefs offense target those guys uh, I guess from the Baltimore standpoint, it's a little bit more concentrated. Like you want Lamar, Marquise, Andrews, and maybe Ingram. Yep. Dallas and Tampa Bay. Those are the offenses that I really want to – those four teams right there. I think you need to come away with something on those teams. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm really into Ronald Jones. I think he would look good as this team's – if I, if it's me, I'm taking Ronald Jones with one of these, with one of these picks. Yeah. You fill out this guy's other team, you know, team need here. Um, Are we interested in taking a receiver here? Or is this guy going to maybe cap the market at running back? I don't know if a running back sticks out to you. Not really to me. I think the running back market... I mean,
1: what what running backs do you think would be a couple tiers down or one tier down that would make it to next round? Because that's a long time to wait if you don't want to fill up now.
0: Um, So basically, now that this is a really good conversation to have here because as you, as we look at it, all the running backs that we have on the board right now, this is to me the end of a tier. Like this is this, the guys that are on the board right now are likely the top 24 running backs. I don't know how many we have taken. Let me count them real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six.
1: I would argue James White might be able to.
0: Right. Enter that as well. These, all the running backs that we have 26 running backs on the board these guys are probably the best true like running back threats and yep. now now we look at the best available board and this is where you get into the niche running back market where you're looking at PPR backs James White Tariq, yep. Green, Matt Breida, um, Tevin Coleman you know Duke Johnson you know there's a mold that you look for as your backup running back that catches passes there's yep. a free your running back that's gonna get goal line carries whether that's Jordan Howard maybe even Philip Lindsay comes on that list. Uh, a running back like Zach Moss, Latavius Murray. So now we're looking at the handcuffs and the guys that have a certain area of the field that we feel like they're going to get those touches. So, um, but to me, I think, I mean, at this point, the guy's got two running backs here. He knows Christian McCaffrey is not moving from his spot. He knows he's going to probably rely on Ronald Jones to get there. So I think on the next turnaround, that's when you can maybe snag a a PPR running back and just kind of see if you can mix him in every now and then.
2: Yeah. Let's get
1: some more help at receiver then.
0: Okay, so, I mean, we're looking at Sutton. I don't think I'm interested in Hilton or Diggs on this team. And this is going to be his first bench player. So, I don't know, Marquise Brown, man, that upside in that. We talked about I that. I right? yeah. I think, and this, what's cool is this guy doesn't even need Marquise Brown to start for him. He just gets to kind of see, hey, like, we're, we're just going to put the toy in the toy box for now. And if he's going to, we get to watch him. And if he if he hits the first week, you know you got something. Uh, and same thing, even like with Wolf Fuller, like putting a guy like yep. these really high upside guys. And we don't really like, we have questions about them. Those guys are the dudes that I like to put on my bench because you just don't know.
1: Cause Fuller or, uh, who's the other receiver there? That...
0: What's that? Oh, in, in Houston. Yeah. Uh, they got, they, they traded for Brandon Cooks and they got random. Yeah.
1: So it's Brandon Cooks or Fuller are going to be great um i would also like i'm interested in seeing what edelman does
0: Yeah, i'm glad you said that because dude i'm getting excited about the cam newton panthers are a patriot yeah and they it sounds like as soon as cam newton became a patriot like julian edelman like attached himself to his hip right away yeah i, I just think cam cam newton knows that hey that's that's the guy if i'm throwing the ball on third i think place. so I'm not chucking it up to this Nikhil Harry guy. Like, I'm throwing yeah. him in every time and twice on Sundays. Um, yeah. So, yeah. like So, now, now it's a decision. Do you want the safe, reliable PPR guy or one of those guys that has these massive upside games but could go, you know, two for 29 one week? Whereas Edelman's not getting that. He gets that in one drive. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, do you think Odell is pretty safe or are you still? Are there some uh, consistency concerns there?
0: Well, let me show you. Uh, Odell's one of those guys that I'm starting to look at a little bit more positively. So, last year in a PPR league, wide receiver, 25. Now, realize that he played through a lot of nagging injuries last year that led to his career season. His worst career season is good for 1,000 yards and four touchdowns. His worst season. And then you look at these game logs here. Only one, two, three, four games below double digits. With that lingering injury. With this bug of an injury. And it's also, I mean, there's a really good history and a really good uh, case study of receivers on brand new teams tend to struggle that first year you yep. know, in chemistry uh, and just trying to figure out the new offense. Um, I mean, they're still, they're injecting a new offense, but um, this kind of goes back to what I said about the Cleveland Browns are bringing in there. Th- this is going to basically be the Minnesota Vikings style offense. So you think yep. about Dalvin cook and how they used him. That's going to be Nick Chubb. Uh, and then they uh, few years-
1: Jarvis and Odell as Diggs and Thielen. Oh,
0: yes. So it, it maps out almost identically hmm. the old bike. And then they, they, even got the tight ends down, you know, to Kyle Rudolph and kind of herb Smith, how that's been. Yeah. Um, and then I, I was thinking a few years back ago, when Jarek McKinnon like was beasting out for the Vikings. Yep. And I looked at the stats, Dalvin cook missed like the majority of that season, but they used Dalvin cook and Latavius Murray as like, if you look at those numbers and crunch them into one player, that would be Nick Chubb. And then they still had Jarek McKinnon getting about 140 carries and like 50 catches. So if, if you look at That's that Hunt. 2017 Vikings season, I think that is the stats that I, I'm kind of putting as the floor huh. for the Browns. So and I think That's that was, interesting. I think that was the big feeling in the big digs year where those guys all of a sudden people are like, holy crap, look at these Vikings receivers. Yep. Uh, I feel confident about Beckham. Cool. Yeah. So, so
1: let's go higher upside then.
0: It's Marquise Brown. Yeah, I like it. I want attachments to Lamar.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, then you don't. You have Patrick Mahomes. You're not feeling like you're being overshadowed by Lamar Jackson when you're getting the Marquise
0: Brown touchdowns. Correct. Um, So yeah, now we're looking here. We're coming on to about 58 minutes. I think we can finish the seventh round and then we'll go off and talk on the side. Sure. But uh, So yeah, lightning round here. This is kind of cool because now we're just getting, this is just really high upside bench players or maybe a tight end or a quarterback or two. Uh, This guy... He's got his three wide receivers. He's got his two running backs. We talked about him getting a running back here. Do you yep. see a receiver here that you would rather have on your bench instead of a running back?
1: Um, I mean, maybe if you're trying to see what, hap- what shakes out with Will Fuller mm-hmm. uh, or Julian Edelman, but I could also see James White.
0: I, f- I feel like Edelman feels really good here. Okay. Just because, I mean, Godwin's going to be consistent. A.J. Brown's boom bust. Uh, but a, both A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin are are, are young still. So you're, you're yeah. locking in this super steady guy uh, that, you know, if anything, I mean, if all else fails, like Julian Edelman's going to be fine in a PPR league. Yeah. Um, so this guy needs a, he probably needs a wide receiver. This is where Will Fuller looks good to me.
1: Or Darren Waller. How would you feel about
0: that? Ooh, Darren. So Wall- maybe
1: team four look at that instead.
0: Yeah, I feel like team four would look at it. This guy's already got his three already,
1: already used a pick up. on a
0: quarterback. The receivers are gonna dry up pretty quickly soon. Yeah. So maybe this is a Cortland Sutton pick here. Sutton's board for Robbie for a little bit too long. Yeah, probably. So yeah, now this guy, he's got a really really well balanced draft here. This is where I would look at Waller or Kyler Murray on the team. The guys we already talked about him having DeAndre Hopkins, so that stack is in play. Oh yeah. Uh you just want to do that That's real a good quick. Good idea. Yeah. And Kyler Murray is going to be a top five. If he's not top five, he's top six this yeah. year. So he's he's right there. Uh, and then this draft, this draft's going really smooth. This guy could use another running back here. We gave him Eckler and Cam Akers. Is this where you feel comfortable? I mean, I don't know if you're into the rookie DeAndre Swift for the Lions. My motto is never Lions yeah. running back, but...
1: Uh. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he could step into a big role if uh, carry on... Continues to always be injured.
0: <laughs> the thing right now is DeAndre Swift's the one that's injured, and is the one practicing.
1: Oh, I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah, so DeAndre Swift is on my kind of no fly list, slow okay. roll, and it. it we I've kind of this has kind of been my theme, man. Where you think about the Lions, when has Lions running back ever been the answer besides Barry Sanders? Which like we've never been able to witness for fans. Yeah, like it's just never the answer if you want to
1: yeah i got burned by carry on johnson a couple couple if, times and
0: if you're gonna tell me how the lines are gonna move the ball i'm gonna tell you stafford Galladay, marvin jones tj yep so like that's where that's where i lean that way um so for me i'm not taking any of these running backs i would consider james white but i think because i like cohen and another ppr back later it almost makes sense for this guy to grab uh just the best player available, someone on his bench that he likes, and I think that's Will Fuller. I yeah. Think Will Fuller. I
2: like
1: that. I mean, unless he believes in Brandon Cooks more, because that's sure that's the same value. It, it sure. You got to just, like, choose which one you like better.
0: Uh, I mean, Cooks is the more safe play, but, I mean, if if Will Fuller plays a full 16 games, his upside is top 10 receiver. Yeah. Yeah it's going to be pretty nasty like yeah everything's set up so uh this guy really well balanced team henry sanders gordon evan Steelen, allen does he think about darren waller here is he looking I, at yeah i would probably um because none of these receivers really stick out to me uh, maybe marvin jones marvin jones i think be- he's gonna have a lot of value uh for where he's going but because here's the here's I guess here's my thinking is I I think I can gamble and wait because I kind of view Marvin Jones and Brandon Cooks as very similar whereas mm-hmm. I mean they're both like essentially the one B option in that offense. Um, I guess
1: Jarvis should
0: probably go f- before them. Jarvis. Yeah, he's got the the really solid PPR floor built into him. I don't know if he's practicing yet. So that makes me a little bit nervous to draft him. Yeah. Um. Does Deshaun Watson come into your mind here at all?
1: I don't think so. I think after Kyler, I guess I I just don't get the same good feels out of Deshaun Watson as I do from I think Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray are kind of in their tier. Correct.
0: And I mean, losing DeAndre Hopkins is going to be quite some getting used to. Yeah, yeah. yeah I,
1: mean, I, I feel like once you're once you're past this point of quarterbacks i'm
0: waiting i'm looking at josh allen or even tom brady matt stafford later
1: yep Um, i mean you can get stafford with your last pick especially like in a 10 team like this
0: so is darren waller the correct answer here i think so and then this guy will see what falls to him at the turn for receiver yeah Uh, I mean, I think people are sleeping on Darren Waller being another top five season. I think so, too. So this guy, he could use a third receiver. I don't know how we separate this. I think I still like Marvin Jones and Brandon Cooks the best here. Yep. Because um, I have questions with all these guys as far as, uh, I mean, Hilton, Landry, Green, I have injury concerns, but Stephon Diggs, I just I don't really see the upside. Yeah. Um, quite with Josh Allen there. I, I like Diggs as a as a third or fourth Receiver on my team, I guess so. Maybe that's fine here. Yeah, but I I think I just think on a week last year, the Buffalo Bills, John Brown was wide receiver twenty-two. So I'm kind of feeling like that is the upside of a Buffalo Bills starting receiver around twenty. And then when you when you think about how the Bills' offense operated last year, I mean they really only had John Brown and Cole Beasley to throw to, and now you're adding on Diggs, the pie gets thinner you know, all this, all the receiving yardage and all the numbers kind of get diluted a little bit. So there's all
1: the, and all the defense's attention is going to be on digs. So,
0: so John, like if, if I want, we've talked about this before, but if there's an alpha receiver, I tend to go get his one B, whether that's Gallup, whether that's Preston Williams. And then I even like, I just like getting John Brown on my team because he showed last year that he had really good chemistry with yeah. and i'm totally fine just having that guy on my bench and playing a matchup or two mm-hmm. um, so yeah i don't know marvin jones brandon cooks we got
1: um marvin jones okay and marvin jones oh, wait man. no 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 we've got galladay
0: oh shit <laughs> <Brandon Cooks.
1: laughs> that was almost bad uh yeah brandon cooks it is
0: all right. So now we're looking at this guy. He's got a really well balanced draft. James Conner, Chris Carson, Kareem Hunter's RBs. I like these receivers, man. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and DJ Chark as your number three looks pretty good. Uh this guy can kind of do whatever. AJ Green? AJ Green flyer? Uh, he can kind of take, yeah, he can really just kind of do like a walk-off kind of pick here. I just let me let me just filter by best available real quick. Not, we're not looking at tight end, not for a while. No,
1: unless okay. I mean, Evan Ingram could be valuable as long as you stay healthy and you can take a late insurance policy. But I think uh, it, Blake Jarwin, I think is great to pair with him
0: late. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this This getting one of these guys, John o. Smith, Dallas Goddard, Jarwin. Those guys yep. are my fans. Um, but yeah, as far as receivers go, though, uh, we kind of got this huge mess here. This is probably the next tier of receivers that I'm looking at. And then I still really like CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Preston Williams down here. So yeah. I don't know if he needs to take one of these guys. I might pivot and I look towards taking a running back here, whether that's a guy like, I'll tell you what, J.K. Dobbins has the most upside.
2: Okay.
0: He's a, he's a pick that when, when I talked to Rob on the phone for a good hour about his draft plan, we reverse engineered it so that I'm like, okay, we're gonna design we're gonna devise a plan for you to keep your guy in the sixth round next year. And I'm yeah. like, Mark Ingram's a free agent next year. You want, mm-hmm. you want J.K. Dobbins? So we just sure. our way backwards up from six to one. Yeah. And at this point, the guys got Connor, Carson, and Kareem Hunt. We kind of talked about our concerns of injury with Connor and Carson. Yeah. And so the guys, he's got a built-in system in place where he can be patient with a guy like J.K. Dobbins. I still like Mark Ingram, uh, but I mean, this team last year, if you—if we quick look at what uh, how Baltimore ran their offense, I mean, they gave Gus Edwards, um, here's their running back numbers. I mean, they gave Gus Edwards 133 carries. He had 700 yards, um, but he didn't really catch the ball. So I'm wondering if, if we could pencil in J.K. Dobbins. And I think Mark Ingram's carries might come down a little bit,
1: yeah, I mean eventually they're gonna start transitioning into see if JK Dobbins can handle that next year because if they if they start putting some responsibility on his shoulders and he buckles, then they're gonna wanna know that.
0: Right. Um so here's, here's an idea. I like to play narrative a lot. It's week like fourteen or something, and uh they're they're just running the ball really well. And Mark Ingram, it's week fourteen, he's a thirty one year old running back. Yeah. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to start to slowly stick out a little bit more each and each game as the season goes down and yep. takes more hits. Uh, and so J.K. Dobbins, I can see this guy's got a really good built-in system of running backs here, and he's he's basically adding a lottery ticket where if anything happens to Ingram, COVID, injury, whatever, he slows down, whatever. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins could be a guy that all of a sudden has tremendous value in upsiding. He could even be a flex player. Um, yeah. He's also just going to be a guy that you're going to probably watch and monitor for the first few weeks, and if he starts doing more and more work, you're going to feel excited to get him as your flex.
1: Yeah, and I think going running back versus receiver is the right call because I feel
0: great about those receivers. Yeah, this guy could probably snag another one here on the turn. Um, yeah, so I guess we're going on about an hour and nine minutes here, so we let's, will-
1: do, let's do these last two, and I have one closing question for you. Awesome. Once we're, once we're done with these, if that's okay. Yeah. We have time.
0: Yeah, we. I mean, we could. I could go for two more hours. If we okay. <laughs> Um, so this guy, Clyde Edwards, Joe Mixon, looks like he could use an RB three. He's got three really good receivers and he's got Russell Wilson Metcalf stack. So I like that. Um, he's probably got to worry about team 10 taking a receiver or two here. I don't know if he wants another receiver, uh, running backs, man, they're starting to get thin. Yeah.
1: I mean, is this where you start to think James White?
0: Not yet still.
1: You don't like James White, do you? No, I'm a big fan of James White. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> um, or Singletary yeah
0: I'm completely off Devin Singletary I yeah mean, at, I mean at this point Singletary is starting to present some value but I just I see no path to him being an RB2 this year I'd rather have yeah. lost two rounds later mm-hmm. um, I mean there could be a I don't know if we're going to give team 10 a running back here like would would team 10 draft a running back Jacobs Bell Ingram would he back? I don't running think back? so no so, I would
1: I would probably go for two receivers.
0: So team nine, I'm kind of thinking, why don't I just target James White and Tariq Cohen and call it a day at running back? Yeah. I mean, my receivers aren't moving. Allen Robinson, Cooper, and Metcalf, I feel really good about those guys. We like the depth at receiver later. We could basically just finish up our running back room and, and just lock in two really good PPR back options. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm taking James White because... I mean, Cam Newton played with Christian McCaffrey, man. He's a, he has no yeah. problem he, he can see the running back just fine. <laughs> that's
1: yeah, that's the way I I look at it. It that role is it could just
0: skyrocket. It's ingrained in Cam Newton, and it's yep. a role that has been in that offense forever. That's it's not going to go away. Yep. Um, so, Team Ten, he's only got Julio and Juju. Yeah, is, is this where you take a Stephon Diggs, Marvin Jones?
1: Um, I would. Yeah, I would. I don't know if I would take Diggs. I don't feel it's great about him. I would probably go Jarvis or Marvin Jones.
0: See, Jarvis is one of those players where I can't quite figure out because it seems like everyone's like everyone's always down on him, and he just always overachieves. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, he's I have a long history of him being the person that I need to fall back on when injuries happen or something, it's just stable. You you feel good with him.
0: Let's just do that. Yeah. That's how that guy would do it. Um, Okay.
1: So I got a question for you now. Yep. Um, I mean, at some point someone's going to have to buy in and just put AJ green in the holding tank and see if he can make it happen. What team do you think is best equipped to take that risk here?
0: Um, well, basically every team's got three wide receivers, so at this point, I really don't see much downside to drafting. I mean, you're you're in the eighth round. Um, yeah. See much downside from any team at this position. Um, I'm just I'm looking around here. If, if there's like a trigger team, uh, a team like Team Eight, you know Devonte Adams is going to be a stud, but Tyree Hill, he's kind of in and out of the lineup sometimes. Yeah. And he's already got a little bit of a hamstring thing, but he's been back back practicing. And then we kind of talked about the the unknown like Jacksonville offense with DJ Chark. I think that guy could be looking at AJ Green as a guy where maybe the first six to eight weeks he's rotating AJ Green or DJ Chark when he's healthy. Yeah. Um, and if anything happens to Hill, I kind of feel good about that. Um, but all the other, res- like this team, team nine, like I'm not going to be moving AJ Green probably over any of these guys. Yeah. And these guys all tend to stay pretty healthy. Um, maybe team six would be the other guy too. Cause we talked about our questions with Keenan Allen. Yeah. So maybe that guy, but yeah, I think AJ green, uh, he looks best as your fourth receiver. Uh, all these guys already have three receivers. So at this point it's kind of fair game, uh, but I'm probably not trusting AJ green to be a part of my starting core. Yeah. yeah in a starting spot. Yeah. She's going to look great. Same thing with like Will Fuller. He's basically, you can view him as Will Fuller. I think it's the same, same Yeah. that you want to get this guy on your team, but you don't want to have to, uh basically rely on him you want to have him as like a backup plan so yeah that makes cool. sense yeah so, for sure either parting questions or thoughts uh on this no. uh, i hope this helps and you i don't know you let me know how your draft goes tomorrow
1: yeah I'll, I'll let you know what i what i end up with i i'm interested to see how different everything is with when you throw in a half of a league of people who haven't thought of fantasy football since last season. So
0: everyone's probably just reading the news this weekend and getting things, you know, downloading their cheat sheets tonight. Yep. (laughs) So, um, yeah, man, I hope, uh, you have some good luck. Let me know how it goes. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks again for hanging out and your time and, uh, we'll see you in another video. Peace.